Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and this week, my guest is Caleb Moran, author of a new book called Calendar Hacking, A Minimalist Approach to Time Management and Productivity Habits. And, you know, listen, this podcast is really for me, first and foremost, but it's also for, there's, there's very few times that I, unless I'm doing a special podcast, which I've done a couple in the past where I've sat down and just spoken myself with no guest, unless I'm doing those, I never really go into a podcast, into a, an interview with somebody thinking to myself about you, the listener. I don't care who you are. I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just never go in thinking to myself, who's listening to this and what do I want them to hear? What do I want them to know? What do I want them to learn? This episode's different. Again, this is more so for me than anybody else. But I know that other restaurant owners, entrepreneurs, small business owners, side hustlers, that you need this just as much as I do. You know, not to boast or anything like that, because uh, it's it's it realistically in the in the if you look at a life, I think it's kind of pathetic. Uh, but I work a lot. I'm usually up around five thirty or six in the morning, immediately on my phones, uh, working. We have Eat Local New York as the business, the the podcast here, the content creation, the YouTube channel. We also sell the Eat Local New York card, and then another part of that business is a marketing company where we handle the marketing for 14 or 15 different restaurants uh, around town. And on top of all that, I work a, a Monday through Friday, nine to five job. So I'm usually up around six, immediately doing something work-related. I'm at my job, and then I'm at home working, or maybe I'm at the studio working, but I'm working up until about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Uh, at least five nights, but most times six days a week, six days, nights a week. And I've thought about this a lot. And overall, in the grand scheme of life, that is pathetic. At the end, if, if, if my life were to end today, what are people really, I mean, they're going to talk about the things that I really did, you know, like the time, you know, they're going to talk about the things that I spent most of my time with. And it's kind of sad to think that most of my time is is going to be would, would have been on a phone or a device, uh, not just scrolling, but working, but still it's not really any better. And Caleb released his book. So let's get back to Caleb for a second and off that depressing little track. Uh, Caleb, who I follow, I'm friends with, uh, and I f- I'm friends with on Facebook. I've seen him posting a lot about helping with his business, the 400 company, helping uh, business owners grow and, and get to where they want to be in life and in business. And I've seen him talking about these things. He did a a, uh, a conference, a, a live conference uh, over video conferencing a few months back that was all around this calendar hacking and, and you know, setting your timing. And and then he released this book and I, I, you know, I bought both, jumped on the book, read it. And they just came at really important times in my life where, things just were getting too crazy and out of control. If you're a business owner, a restaurant owner, you know exactly what it is. You have your plan of attack for maybe your day or your week or whatever it is. You have your schedule. And then a thousand other things pop up. There's so many tiny little things that pop up that can ruin your your plan, your schedule. And 
you know, those things that pop up during the day, during the week, during the month, those then affect your year. And then they affect your five-year plan, your 10-year, whatever it is. But it's so easy to get caught up in so many things that have to be done. And, and it's not just in business. If you're like me, I found that that really affects your personal life. Now I start spending less time with my wife or my friends or communicating the way that I should or listening instead of talking all the time. And, you know, one of the basic prim, uh, principles in this book is, is, is knowing what the difference is between a priority and a responsibility. And a lot of these things that pop up, at least what I've noticed, are responsibilities, and they're not priorities. And so what are those priorities in my life? Well, for me, it's my relationship with my wife. It's a spiritual relationship. It's taking care of our home and, you know, our animals and, and getting ready for a family. Uh, and those priorities are, in the past, they've been, I've given so much time and attention to their, their responsibilities and not as much to the priorities. And now I'm starting to learn just how to set things throughout my day. So if something pops up, well, this isn't a priority. I can, I can put that off because, you know, really, you know, taking care of this is, is more important. Um, I'm kind of su- terribly summarizing the book, but those are the things that I've been learning from having read it and from talking to Caleb. And there are things that I just, I hope that again, restaurant owners who I know are stressed to the max and trying to figure stuff out and trying to succeed and get to a place in their life that they want to be. I know that it's, it, there's so much uh, going on to derail those plans, but I know that this conversation that I've had with Caleb and this book, Calendar Hacking, will make a big difference in your life. And so, uh, well, that's pretty much it. That's this long intro. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Caleb Moran. All right. Well, we're on the phone uh, today with Caleb Moran, uh, somebody I've known for a few years. Uh, I first met you and your family. Um, oh God, how many years was that? Uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago now, uh, maybe eight or 10 years ago when I was uh, out there living in Colleen, Texas and working for Jen. Yep. And she came out uh, to Lafayette to speak at your all's church and I was with her. So it's been all those years yeah. ago. It's been a bit, man. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we've stayed connected, you know, every once in a while, and especially through Facebook and whatnot. And now uh, you have launched your own company, The 400 Company. Uh, And can you tell us just a little bit about that so people can get some context? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, You know, I've kind of always been in some type of a consulting or coaching type relationship with, with people. And we just finally just said, hey, let's just turn it into a company. You know, we were always doing it, either whether on the side or, or pro bono. But that's what we do. We do coaching and consulting. Uh, we do some marketing for companies, but mainly it's, it's consulting and coaching. And uh, we work primarily with entrepreneurs, man. And when we help them not only start their businesses, but even scale their businesses beyond where they've started. And, and more than anything, we help them balance the business and life aspect. Yeah, that's awesome. How long have you, I mean, I know, uh, even from, you know, back when we first met, I remember you were doing some graphic design work and stuff, but how long have you had the 400 company? 
So we've been doing marketing and stuff for, man, 20 plus years. Uh, but the 400 company, the actual existence of the company with that name started in the pandemic. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was running a, a coaching company by a different name and I ended up just saying, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. I'm going to rebrand it. And I was working in the oil field. Uh, when we transitioned out of our church, I landed a, a pretty decent job in the oil field doing business development. And man, when everything happened with the pandemic, I was one of the highest paid. So I was one of the first to be laid off. Mm. And it was one of those things, man. It, but I'm so thankful that it happened. It, it pushed me into a place of having to do what I've always wanted to do, which is I always want to work for myself. Yeah. Uh, I hate working for other people and I'm not, not because I'm rebellious and not cause I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. I'm just not wired that way, man. And I tried it one, one more time. I went back into the workforce and I'm so thankful that I got laid off and started my business and now we're doing phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny, man. I was talking to my wife, you know, we have eat local New York here. Um, and there's a few different facets to our company, but, uh, we have the marketing side of the business and that over the last like three, four months has exploded uh, with customers because uh, you know I, I know uh, you know I don't know about uh, in Louisiana, but here in in New York specifically in like the Syracuse area, uh, you know restaurants have just been they've been opened up now, um, but they've just been so incredibly busy with customers, and they've right. been that way for a few months now, and for dine in and takeout and everything, and then. A lot of that of their being busy came at the same time that their second round of PPP hit their accounts. Yeah, and so for a lot of them, they were yeah, now they're sitting on more money than they've ever had before, and they're like, okay, well, where are those? You know, what are those areas now that we want to hire somebody or bring a company on or expand or grow or build out that new kitchen or whatever that we just never never been able to do for a lot of them. That's been the their social media and their content creation. So. That's gotten so busy for us that, yeah, working a full-time job like I do, nine to five, and then managing the marketing for all these restaurants. My wife, it's just finally gotten to that critical point. So we were talking last night uh, on the phone just, you know, as she was driving back from a late night at the office herself just about like, okay, you know, what's this going to look like? You know, do we want to do this? Is it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's scary. I've have been a business owner before. I owned a furniture store when I was 21. And I remember that nightmare. <laughs> and so we yeah. had a little bit of shell shock there. But uh, yeah, man. So I think we're going to do it. I think uh, we're going to take the plunge ourselves and, and see what we can do with it. It's awesome, man. Best of luck to you for sure. Yeah. And I will say like the, just like we were talking about before we started rolling here, um, you know, right before our honeymoon last February, I had that podcast with a buddy of mine talking about balancing, building the job, you know, building the career, building the business, the hustle and balancing the, you know, time with friends, time with family, time to relax and decompress and everything. And, and that was at a part, that was at a point where our business wasn't half as busy as it has been. And, you know, your book, uh, launched, came out just about the same time that I was really getting to that point was like, I got to figure something out. I've got to figure out how to manage my schedule, how to put things into place. So that way I have time for everything. Um, you know, the name of the book is calendar hacking and, uh, that, that launched what two months ago. 
Yeah, it came out in April. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things. I, I've been teaching people calendar hacking methods and skills. It's the five steps to a productive week for years. You know, all my coaching clients, it's, it's the number one thing we focus on because I don't care what you want to do. You want to scale your business from a million to 10 million. It's not going to happen without managing your time. You know, if you want to take your marriage to a, you know, a better place than, than being void and, and depleted. It's not going to happen without managing time. And so, yeah, we launched it in April and uh, man, we've had, you know, great positive feedback. You know, it started off as a PDF, you know, it's just things I'd give my clients and things we would coach. And then, you know, you put it in a book and you think, man, I, I'm not there to coach them. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not, I'm not with them. It's, it's a book that they have to read on their own. I wonder how they're going to do it. I wonder if they're going to like it. I wonder if it's going to help them if I'm not sitting across the table and we've had such great positive feedback, man. It's, it's really helping people. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful we put it in book and, um, we got a few other books coming out, but that one right now is, is the one that's rolling and doing, doing very well, man. And it can always do better, but it's doing good for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I mean, I bought the book because of you, you know, it was just, it's one of those things, you know, you appreciate that, man. you know, you see somebody that, you know, that's putting something out like that and, and taking that step and you want to support them. Um, and, and so, you know, the title calendar hacking, I was like, all right, you know, here it is. Here's another book. I know I need this, but you know, here it is. It's another one of those self-help books, but I got to tell you, man, I find myself after reading that, at least four or five times a day saying to myself, is this a priority or is this a responsibility? That's amazing, man. You know, I'm, you know, it's, uh, you know, this week, here's a great example this week coming off Memorial day. Uh, you know, most of our clients are closed. We're off work, so we're not doing anything. Um, you know, trying to enjoy, you know, a true day of rest and, uh, coming back into work on Tuesday. It's just amazing. It's like, Oh my goodness! I just I lost an entire day's worth of work. Uh, you know why did I sit around that fire last night and have that beer and you know and, yeah. and smoke those ribs yesterday? I should have been on my computer, uh, you know, scheduling posts and whatnot. But uh, trying to cram everything now five days into a four day work week, and then uh, at some point on Wednesday it dawned on me. Oh man, I'm going to be gone half the day Friday. I'm going to a wedding uh, with my wife. One of her her best friends is getting married tonight. And all of a sudden that pressure, I'm like, all right, how important is this to go to this? You know, my first thing is like, right. all right, can I get out of this? I could take this meeting with this client and make the client feel better if I wasn't going to this wedding. And then it just like about 10 minutes later, thinking through it, it was like, what's a priority and what's a responsibility? And obviously yeah. my relationship with my wife is a priority. So that's right. Yeah, man, it's, it's just, it's really good just to have that ingrained in me now. It's awesome, man. I appreciate the encouraging words, man, that, that it's working for you. And it's, you know, I believe it'll continue to work as you keep working it. So what do you think coming out of COVID? I was just listening to a book earlier today um, uh, that came out. I heard uh, the author and now I'm blanking on her name, but uh, heard her on the Donald Miller podcast earlier in this week. Um, they started a an apron company for restaurants and chefs and all that kind of stuff. Now they do, you know, chef coats and all that. Listen to her podcast at the end of it. She's talking about the COVID pivot, her company based in LA that's making uniforms and chef coats and aprons for the restaurant industry is now 
shut down in the beginning of the pandemic, and they immediately pivoted and started uh, creating face masks and selling those. I feel like the pandemic for I've I've heard fifty fifty. I hear people who are like, we've relaxed so much, we've been able to really put into place things that were priorities and we're taking so much time off and we're not trying to hustle anymore. And I hear from other people who started their, you know, maybe they started their side hustle into a full-time career or, you know, started their second or their third, their third side hustle and they're just working so much. Um, so what do you think is going to be kind of the trend for entrepreneurs coming out of the pandemic? Do you think it's going to be finding more of that balance or do you think it's going to be just more hustle and grind? It's a good question, man. You know, I think the way people respond to things like a pandemic is going to basically just reflect what's in them already. You know, I, I have so many clients, you know, again, all my clients are entrepreneurs. They've either started a business or, you know, I've got some guys that are executive level leaders that, that I'll coach that maybe didn't start the company, but they're running it. Right. And what I've noticed is, you know, um, there's had to be a lot of pivots. There's definitely had to be a lot of pivots. I mean, I've got a, a friend who's got a business and he does, he's an oil field and they do fabrication and well, man, look, the oil industry, I mean, completely tanked mm -hmm. through this entire pandemic. And I can't tell you how many hundreds of thousands of people have lost their jobs or had to, to do something different. And so here's a company is 50 years standing and now the industry they're in is going down. Well, dude, they made a pivot and they found out that there was some some aerospace companies that were trying to launch rockets and do stuff and they needed fabrication. Hmm. And dude, they got into doing fabrication for like aerospace. Wow. And it's like, okay, how does an oil field company get into aerospace? You just get creative. Mm -hmm. And and so in this time dude, they've ramped up, they've mm -hmm. sped up. And while other people have slowed down, I mean, you know, you switch to the polar opposite end of it and you look at churches, you know, some churches have closed their doors mm -hmm. because people can't come. Same reason restaurants have closed their doors. People can't come. Bars have closed their doors. People can't come and barbershops and salons and all these people close their doors. What I'm hoping comes out of it is uh, not even just a new grind, mm -hmm. but but a fresh new set of eyes to say, okay, I've had time to think. I've had I've had money. You know, if you got all the loans, I've had money to invest to change things up. I'm coming out of this with a with a you know fresh win in my cell. Mm -hmm. I'm coming out of this uh, with a new strategy. And if you don't, then what's going to happen is you're going to, especially in the restaurant world. You're going to come back. Maybe you got a fresh coat of paint, right? Maybe maybe you put a couple of new booths in the restaurant and did a menu redesign, and that's all great. But if you don't change the way you operate, people changed during COVID. Mm -hmm. Their habits changed. Their culture changed. I mean, it's crazy what happened to America. And now people are so used to being excluded to being isolated, to being distant, that I think what has to happen in the comeback is a more progressive customer relation, mm -hmm. a more progressive uh, culture to get people to come back, to reunite, to get together. 
And if we don't work, not just on the business strategies, but man, even on, and, 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 you know, I don't know if everyone maybe agrees with this, but if we don't also work on the social strategies, I don't know how going forward, most companies will, will succeed in this bounce back. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. There's, you know, there's a, um, a small, uh, uh, bar video game bar that opened up here in Syracuse and they opened up uh, during the pandemic they had been in process of opening before everything happened and then they got delayed but so they opened up last summer and uh, you know up here then there was like the November shutdown so they were closed for a little bit but they're back open now and it's the first uh, arcade bar here in Syracuse you know they have great little cocktail menu set up um, they have these video games, like retro video games along the side, the perimeter of this di- small dining room. And then they do some killer like burgers and food like that. And they do such an amazing job of branding every single aspect of their business from their social media. When they put out a post, they call it their patch update. Um, you know, the name of the restaurant is Three Lives. So it's got that theme to it. All their... Right food items are named after, you know, video games or characters or aspects to it. Same with their cocktails. And then even they just started doing, they scan your ID when you come in to, you know, check that you're, you know, age appropriate. But now they've rolled that into their, um, their, uh, customer loyalty program. And every time you go in, you go up a new level. And when you get to a certain, a certain number of levels, they send you on a quest and that quest could be like, beat the owner's high score on this game or go to the bar and order this drink or order in, you know, bring a friend in with you next time. And, uh, you know, they've really just been able to add those things to their mix during the pandemic to just build that customer engagement. And they do probably the best job in Syracuse, uh, doing that connecting with, their customers on the social media level for their marketing and then continuing that when they come into the restaurant. Yeah, you've got to, man. That That's awesome. Super creative too. That's awesome. Well, and, and I'll say this too, you know, kind of going back to the calendar hacking thing. Um, you know, if you're not careful, what's happened also in these, these pandemics is people have had to grind. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had to start a side hustle because their main hustle is not working very well or the money's not there or, or whatever. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, I don't know how it was where you guys are, but in South Louisiana, when we got quarantined and told to stay in our homes, bro, I had a blast. (laughs) I loved it. And I have five kids, you know, like they're, they're screaming, running around. But what it did for us was it gave us time back. Yeah. I mean, it was like the biggest gift of time. And, you know, as a business owner, one of the biggest problems that you'll have, especially if you have a family, is that balance of business and life, that Mm -hmm. balance of time. Like, how how can I give to my kids and my spouse and my employees and my business and my customers and then have the time to do the administration and the taxes and the payroll? And, you know, I'm saying it's like it's this constant, constant balance. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I've seen in people who run a run at a pace that is just 90 to nothing. If you're not careful, you're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. 
And what ends up happening is something, when you say yes to something, and I talk about this in the book, but when you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. And so you got to ask yourself, is your yes worth the no? Mm. You know, so for me to say yes to, you know, working an extra shift or picking up someone's slack, if I say yes to that, I'm saying no to dinner with my family. Mm-hmm. I'm saying no to, you know, reading a book to my, my kids or, or I'm saying no to to a football game, you know, with my my son might be playing in. And I just don't want in my life as an entrepreneur who this, you know, this luxury of, you know, owning my own business and supposedly controlling my own schedule if you're not careful, it turns into this completely chaotic whirlwind of life in business that you don't know how to manage. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you're losing it at, at, at all, all ends. So what, what I try to encourage people to do and what, what we do in the book, so we help people, like you said earlier, understand what is a priority to you. And let's just go back to what you're talking about in a pandemic, you know, coming out of this pandemic, your priorities might change, right? Maybe you've got a season where priorities have to change. Here's the priority, but identify it, write it down, stick to it, put it in a place where, you know, I have to make this priority. Mm -hmm. And, and when I make it priority and a priority is not prioritizing a to-do list. Priority is this is what matters most to me. Right. You know, for, for me, when my son was was in a coma, you know, doctors are telling me he's going to die in the next four days. He's not going to make it to the end of the week. I promise you, payroll was not a priority for me. Hmm. Taxes were not a priority for me. Opening up my business was not a priority for me. Mm-hmm. Making sure my staff made it to work on time was not a priority for me. What was a priority was my wife, my kids, my family. And things change, man. And sometimes when crap hits the fan, you got to adjust and you realize where your priorities should be. And so you, you put those things first things first and you stick to it. And so, you know, to anybody who's listening who may own a business and, you know, this is kind of resonating with you. And maybe you're saying, look, man, I get it. I want a successful business because because the, the, the deception is this. I'm, I'm giving all my time to this business because I really want to provide the life that my family needs and deserves and wants. And so you feel like you're justifying your absence. You're justifying your grind. But what it's doing is it's, it's producing in your family neglect. Mm-hmm. And so you're torn because you feel like you're doing it for them, but they feel like you're not doing anything for them. And so what I want to encourage somebody to do who might be listening is sit down and really ask yourself, if I continue going the direction I am right now, will I be happy a year from now? Hmm. And if the answer is no, then what changes can I make immediately to change course? And if that means delegating work, you know, one of the things we do in our business is help people scale and in, and in scaling, we go through a process, and one of those processes is trying to get your hands out of it, you know, because being a CEO is nice, right? But it can also be a curse. Yeah. 
because some people are the CEO and they're the mule. They're doing all the work. So they basically started a business to give themselves a job. And that's not what owning a business should be like. You need to be able to take your hands out of it and let it run itself. And it's just, it's a matter of time management. I truly believe success is found in your daily routine. And so if you don't have success in your marriage, it's not in your daily routine. Mm -hmm. If you don't have success in your finances, it's not in your daily routine. If that goes to your relationship with God, if that goes to your relationship with people, if it goes to your health and fitness, your diet, whatever, if it's not in your daily routine, it's not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, it really does. You know, it's, um, you know, like I said earlier, it's, uh, it's really going through that every single day, asking myself as things pop up. And, you know, what I've, what I'm finding myself is I'm trying to break some of these bad habits of, um, you know, you know, uh, coming out of years of, uh, being in volunteer ministry and, you know, paid, you know, working at churches and that kind of stuff, that constant need or, you know, that constant desire to always help people. You know, I'm sure you get that. It's, uh, you know, I found that that has translated over to every other area of my life. And, you know, I remember reading those books and, uh, in, you know, in school and, uh, and, and, um, uh, when I was going to school for theology and, um, hearing some of those stories of those old revivalists who would be praying for people up at the altar uh, at the end of a service, and they would lay down on the altar for 10, 15 minutes. You know, I think it was uh, Smith Wigglesworth who, you know, people would just show up at his house lined around the block to get prayed for, and he would just, you know, he just felt this need to go out there and pray for every single person despite, you know, him being exhausted or despite the family or whatever the case was. You know, I've heard uh, Bethel talk about that a lot um, over the years of that need, like that you have to be able to balance, you know, when you're in ministry, you have to be able to balance your life, your family, um, your own physical needs, mental needs, uh, and being in ministry and ministering to people and praying, you know, re- you know, all that kind of stuff. And so. Absolutely, man. And, and you can do both. You yes. can have success in business and success in life. Yeah. And, you know, it, that, you know, the majority of what, what I coach my clients through is I, I get them in a time of chaos in their life. And I'm, I really, it, it's funny, you know, and, and the book, you know, I, I've been called by a few people and we put it on the, the back of the book, you know, the entrepreneurial midwife, you know, <laughs> helping people give birth to their, their, their entrepreneurial dreams, you know, but at the same time, I really, I rescue people mm-hmm. in business, you know, they're, they're in these, these places where, you know, most of my clients don't have money issues. They have time issues. Yeah. The money's great. I mean, I, I got a, I got one, one client. I mean, they're multi-million dollars. It's just coming in, coming in, coming in. Hmm. Money's not the issue. But if you ever ask them to scale their business, they're going to go, oh, God, please, I don't want to grow. <laughs> well, why don't you want to grow? Because it's going to take more of my time. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't have to. And the marriage might be failing. The relationship with the kids might not be there. And you can't listen if you do it right. And this is how we coach people. But if you do it right, your business 
when it grows, it should be growing your family. Mm -hmm. It should be growing your marriage. It should be growing your lifestyle. It shouldn't be depleting those things. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like when you stick things in a bathtub, you know, when, when, when you're, you have little kids and you put all their toys in there and then you fill the bathtub with water, everything rises with it. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be when you're, when you're self, when you're good, because this is the truth, man. If you suck as a person, wherever we put you, you're going to suck. <laughs> you're going to suck as a, as a business owner. You're going to suck as a husband. You're going to suck as a father. You're going to suck as a friend, right? But if we can get you good, and so that's where I work first and foremost with my clients. Is I got to get them healthy, and then wherever we put them, it's gonna it's gonna be healthy. And so I I believe that there's people listening that they're going, you know what, money's not my issue, mm-hmm. right? My business is fine. Yeah, but what might be your issue is what you're not seeing right now that might pop up in your 16 year old son three years from now. Yeah. Right. Or might happen at the dinner table with your spouse because you realize you have nothing in common anymore. Right. Because you're not there. Mm-hmm. And if you can catch it before it gets to that place, man, you can save yourself a world, a world of grief. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I, you know, like I said earlier, we, you know, I've been finding that, you know, we've been married about a year and a half now to my wife, Rebecca. And, you know, it is that, uh, you know, in finding, you know, feeling like that is the top bit, like that has been the top priority. Uh, is the business over the past, you know, few months and uh, re- reading the book, realizing what I'm spending the majority of my time and focus and energy on has, is my priority. Somebody had asked yeah. me, you know, what's the most important thing in your life? You know, your, you know, your business, or your wife, I would have said my wife, but the time and energy that I was putting into the marriage versus the business was not that. And uh, yep. like I said, just having that now in the back of my head, is this a priority or is this a responsibility has been, has just done wonders for me. So it's awesome. man. Yeah. Well, Caleb, thank you so much for taking time to, uh, to call and be on the podcast. Uh, for those listening, the uh, name of the book is calendar hacking. And, uh, can you tell everybody where they can find the book? Yeah, man, it's available on Amazon. Just go to amazon.com you can type in, uh, calendar hacking, or you can go to calendarhackingbook.com. And we'll get you where you need to be to get the book. And man, I trust it. It will help anyone who orders it. And, uh, you know, beyond that, you know, reach out to us at the 400 company and we're on social media, our social handles, are the 400 company. And we'd love to see how we can help companies, anything large or small, just get what they need with yeah. balance in life. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Caleb. Again, go over to Amazon, Kindle, and and purchase the Calendar Hacking book. It's a short read. It's under 100 pages. It's going to make such a difference in your life as a business owner, as a restaurant owner. I know you're going to get as much out of it as I did. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, then do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. And leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the local New York podcast, because that really means a lot in the podcasting world. You can also follow us online on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also find us online at eatlocalnystate.com. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And we're going to catch you next week right here on the Eat Local New York podcast. Thank you.